I can't believe we're finally here, but as of now, we have gotten through 19 or really 18 and a half seasons of Family Guy. We have gone through all of it. We have given our thoughts on all of it, and we are home free. Wow. We've been doing this like since what, March? Not March. May, I think. March is Yeah. Either way, it's... Yeah, no, yeah, it's we are nuts. officially caught up with with Family Guy. Yeah, no, it's um, it's kind of wild. Uh, we uh we have an episode planned where we kind of give our thoughts on the show and series as a whole. But as of now, this is kind of weird. I I didn't expect this to come, and it's kind of wild that not only have we got here, but we have as much people or as many people listening as we do. Yeah, like a whole four hundred. Also... <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 that's still something. It's I a lot. Like, yeah, it's more than that's, I was that's expecting. a high school. That's like a whole ass high school. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, I, I would also like to say, uh, now that we are here, uh, thank you, because uh, when when me and Spencer were in the brainstorming phase of this podcast, we initially, well, it didn't initially, but we were talking about whether how we should structure it, and I think I brought up doing should we do episode by episode, and you were like, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> And looking at it now, it yeah, would have been no. awful. We would be, we would have been doing this till twenty twenty five, assuming podcasts were still around by then. Yeah, no, we would still be on like season two yeah. or three right yeah. now. It would it's have been nuts. rough. No, there's no way we could have gotten. Th- Had we done that, I would have quit by now. Yeah, no, uh, but I'm glad <laughs> we did. The season by season thing has been a lot of work, but uh, we've gotten no, through it it's... now. Yeah, it's nice to not have this be like something, you know, breathing down our necks for the next half a decade. Yeah. I, I much prefer doing it this way. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so yeah. Uh, we're, we finally got through it. And uh, today we're talking about the first half of Family Guy season 19. This is the season that is airing right now. Um, Currently. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Supposedly, on break. Supposedly uh, over a million people have watched every single episode of this season. Which is almost as many people who have listened to our podcast. Yeah. No, definitely. And it's uh, pretty close. It's it's definitely like a <laughs> Yeah, no. So it, it it's kinda wild that we've gotten this far and so uh, let's dig into season nineteen, but first, you know, that's the usual. I'm Spencer, Lonely Photon, Andy, X underscore narco anon, Ty, Bobo underscore the underscore second, free her from Twitter jail. Uh, no, they're not going to. They suspended my account like yeah. a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get her back to 2,000 followers then. That would be nice. Yeah. She's up to 500 at least. Yeah, I'm up to 600. From... I got a huge boost also, yesterday because I did a dumb meme. Since I uh, I might as well bring this up since Spencer brought it up. But uh, guys, I'm at 938 followers. Yeah, get them to 1,000. Yeah, that's that's the goal. 1,000 followers by the end. I was at like 500 at the start of this year. Like 550 at the start. So that's... That's good progress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not so not to make this <laughs> follow our Twitter's podcast, but it is it yeah. is nice to know that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're and you yeah, you feel bad about, you know, spending 
all your time online. I mean, know that we are clouded up too. Or so. if you're uh, one of yeah. our patrons and feel bad about voting for certain uh, television shows yeah. that we will be watching this month. <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> no, anyways, uh, so Family Guy season 19. Look, I'm, I'm going to cut to the chase here about Family Guy season 19. You win. Family Guy. Okay, you yeah. fucking win. You win. I give up. You. I. The, I don't know what they were on season eighteen, but the be- the best I can say for the season is that it seems like they found a groove. Yeah. Um, I. It I, seems like they are comfortable at least. Yeah. No. And um. <laughs> it's very is bad. That, is that how you view this season? It's not as bad. I'll say as seventeen. It's no. No. Not good. <laughs> It's, a, it's, it's not, it's not a good, 16 yeah. or 17, but I would say that this is the most unhinged, like, throw shit at the wall. We are desperate for episode plot premises I have ever seen the show. Yeah. Not saying but... all of them fail, but, like, no, like some I, of them... No, I think you are... <laughs> I think you're right in that they throw a lot of plots at the wall. I do not think they throw a lot of jokes at the wall, and that's kind of what I'm looking for for a good season of this yeah. show. Yeah. I, I want to say about as lazy as they've ever been. No, the jokes are as lazy as they've ever been. But yeah. here's the thing. This is the most I've laughed at a Family Guy season so far in a very Fuck long you. time. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Mm. I can understand that because this this because like, you know, there there is at least a more wild insanity to this season. That's kind of interesting. So I, I can't hate you too much for that. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's again. Yeah, it's this is. There's definitely something to dig into, but it's not funny. Like, take my word for it. I honestly, there's some duds, but I, just in terms of how much I laughed, I, like, the, I don't know, man. I, maybe it's just the gas is on in my house, but I (laughs) have been laughing more at this season than I have have in a while. And I, I wanted to point out that Family Guy, especially in the past few years, has this, has this strategy of joke telling where they tell you what the joke is going to be before they make the joke. Like they have Peter basically say what's about to happen or describe yeah. something bad. Like it's usually he's describing something annoying about modern life and then they show it. And every single fucking time they do that, it gets me like every <sighs> single time. I don't Disgusting. know why it gets me. Oh, I, I have a feeling this is the, uh, I don't know why. Uh, so but ashamed. my gut tells me to blame the fact that this is something Spencer, Spencer went to film school. I don't know. Probably, I just, yeah. So he doesn't um, have a good sense of humor. Makes sense. I don't even know if that's what I'm going at. No, but, I um, think that's what you're going for. It's that he's not funny and he. I think it's just. Pe- I, I think it's more just like. It's an appreciate good. Humor. Everyone who goes to yeah. film school has yeah, a little bit kind of, of a like hack stick up their ass. Them. Yeah, they're kind of like shitty and they like don't understand jokes that well. I get it. Yeah. But what what I think also is is the thing that is most interesting and most off the wall about this season is almost well maybe not every episode but at least half the episodes this season are super meta episodes that go into detail about like the plots like we'll go into it in the back half but there's an episode where stewie actually says words and talks that that the griffins can understand there's an episode where the where Peter goes to an to Peter and Lois go to a cutaway dimension. There's yeah, like that one I'll give you is pretty meta. Yeah, th- they get they the get a ones. new they get a new mayor. Like I feel like there's a lot more of just like experimenting. Now I will give them credit. You know they've introduced more characters. They're playing into newer sort of characters a little more than they used to in the 
14 and 15. But I will at least give this show credit because it has not done the ultimate sitcom crime, which is, of course, getting adding a new member to the family. Um, yeah, I I don't know. There are there were a lot of uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to 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 express why this season just did not work for me on the whole. And I think it's something where it's like it, it, it's it feels like they have fully leaned into the fact that they are not trying anymore. You know, it feels like it feels like every, everything feels like a first draft. And it's really I not guess I could see draft. like how. Yeah, but not, no, not even, but just, it feels like, like, someone pitched something in the writer's room and they were like, yeah, fuck it, we've done everything else already, and it's just, there's something about it where it feels like, like, uh, I don't know, it just feels uncanny for some reason. It feels like every, everything that happens in the show feels like someone is, like, vaguely imitating, like, what they think a TV show should look like and should sound like, and even, like, what Family Guy is, like, you know, supposed to be like, and- I don't even- it just feel it just feels it just feels weird. It feels like you're watching like a ventriloquist dummy of like someone you love who See, like recently I, died. I agree with it kind of, but I don't really know what that I I mean the first draft sentiment is yes, but I think it's it's more just like it's it's less that it's more these are attention grabber episodes. These are yeah. head, these are BuzzFeed headline episodes. In- including the we- one where <laughs> where it literally is a BuzzFeed headline because uh, Brian works at BuzzFeed. That joke that joke was clever enough that I'm surprised they hadn't done it five seasons earlier. Because mm-hmm. um, it seems so obvious having Brian be a ha- hack BuzzFeed writer. Yeah. Um, well, no, this when is Jaxie actually... beats you to the punch, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Oh god. No, this is actually something that I think if we're done like with the overall uh, like the the broad structure of the thing. Uh I I do think it's kind of interesting how I think it happened a bit last season if I remember right. I might be totally wrong, but especially this season, it feels like they've moved a lot away from from the show kind of becoming the Brian and Stewie show which it became for a good couple seasons there and and now it feels like they're reshifting the focus back on like the family as a whole, and especially, especially Peter and Lois, and it's yeah. Lois more than I think really ever. I but, would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. but it feels yeah. like like Brian shows up like twice this season. Well, because they they drag yeah. Brian into the ground. He's yeah. not like you can't. Brian Griffin is not the same character. I mean, like yeah, no, of course you know, not. like even season seven, Brian wasn't the same as season two, Brian. But like that dynamic is like anytime. Like, Brian comes on screen anymore. It's just like, oh, this guy. Whereas at least with Peter and Lois, you can have some fun. Like, I think, you know what else, this show is kind of... Because I remember in the early season episodes, we talked about how, like, pre-cancellation Peter, or pre-cancellation Family Guy feels like a very natural uh, evolution of... What, did he, like, (laughs) what, like, like, do some inappropriate shit with girls, or... I mean, I could see him, but, you know... Part of that's the okay. mental illness, and it's like I get it. Like so, pre-cancellation Family be. Guy, uh, did <laughs> you know? Uh, it, it it felt very much as part of like a continuation of the joke writing that you see in in Mike Scully's era Simpsons, and I think we're kind of back at that. But it's just like so much of Family Guy is just Peter and his nagging wife again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Yeah. No. Only this time, it, Lois also isn't sympathetic. It's kind of weird because. Everyone you talk to about Family Guy is they'll say that, you know, uh, it sucks now, but the stuff with Brian and Stewie is good. And the fact that they like 
have leaned away from that almost. Yeah, everyone says that, and not just the three of us, the only people who actually care about this show anymore. I'm No, I'm serious, though. Like, usually if you talk to people who have more than, like, a passing familiarity about this show, they'll usually say, I kind of like the Brian and Stewie stuff. But the fact that they've leaned away from that is kind of weirdly perverse in a way that I respect. Yeah, and it's also, like, even, you know, look, I'll be honest. I feel like, as, as much as I want to criticize Modern Brian and Stewie, and there is, I also don't know, like, how much more material there is. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's no more material left for any of this show. Uh, but, like, Brian and Stewie is probably the most played out thing in, in this show overall. Yeah, I mean, it would be really easy for them to just do, like, four Road 2s every season or something. Yeah. And I don't know, but... Part uh, of it might be because Road 2s are actually harder to write. If that, like, it would be... Oh, for sure. I can e- yeah. Easier for them to, like, do to make sure that people like the show, but harder to write. So maybe them shifting back to the family well, is a I good way to part of it, be lazy. You know, it, and we've seen this over the past couple of years, but part of it is they have to know that nobody likes them. <laughs> they have to right. fucking know. I, I'm also, yeah, I'm also along that vein kind of wondering if, like, maybe Brian not being around that much in the season is kind of almost like he's going on a vacation so they can bring him back as like slightly less obnoxious later because they kind of know that they've pushed the envelope. Um, Mm. No idea if that's true, but I could definitely see that being like a reason why they're kind of stepping back because really I don't know how much lower you could bring him. Uh, Yeah, we'll talk about it later, but there's one episode where the absence of Brian except for one scene is jarring. It's like genuinely feels wrong but we'll get to that later i don't i mean why not just get into the episodes now i don't really know how much more i had to say about this and we also Um, have stuff to do in this episode afterwards the uh, i mean let's well let's talk a little bit more about the broad uh like like the the broader parts of the season before we get into an episode by episode thing uh i mean one because i do think like there is some stuff to dig down into and two yeah. because we were only at 15 minutes yeah um, well no i thought because we were gonna do the 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 sort of show retrospective after this no that's a why. different episode oh, we'll cut that. yeah that's a totally different episode. oh i thought we were gonna um, combine that with this episode never mind oh that was an idea but i don't i don't think yeah. um, you only need to get right, better we'll at reading texts um anyways <laughs> the uh the, this yeah the, the season continues the past season uh uh, the trend that really was kind of, like, r- very strange, and I don't know if you guys picked on, on it too much. I think I brought it up in the last episode we did about Family Guy, but it really does feel like like they are in that era where they're like, we need to get something. So they're kind of, like, they're trying to force side characters. Like, they've yeah. moved to, like, I, you know, they don't show, like, Seamus. Really, the only side characters are, like, the gang uh the baby who's friends with stewie um the the librarian and the new mayor and it's like those are like the only oh and bruce are like the only side characters that get any play this season who is yeah the the baby that's friend with stewie again literally they just brought him in like season 16 because chris parnell i guess jumped on the cast or something and they needed like a character for him to have yeah yeah i guess you know they yeah no there's like no more seamus uh, there's no more Herbert, thank God. Uh, they they, brought... Mort shows up like once for like one line. Oh, just which I'm not complaining about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bruce coming back, I'm fine with, honestly. Uh, especially because I like Bruce. this season, uh, Big Upheaval, we talked about this a while ago when it was first announced, but uh, Mike Henry does not voice Cleveland every episode this season. 
they stuck. They kept him right. in. Yeah. They kept him in for the episodes he already had recorded. But um, yeah. what is it? With they bring the, in the new guy. Um, yeah. Whose name is RF Zahir. I could be mispronouncing that, but I think it's Eric no, you're Zahir. Arif. Yeah, Arif Zahir. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about the new voice? Did not. I notice didn't notice. It, honestly, he's a, yeah, he's, no. he's a solid impressionist, and I don't I don't know if Cleveland was like particularly funny this season. He had moments, but no, I mean I did not notice. Well, I were, mean, yeah, this season was pretty was a pretty light Cleveland season. So. Right. There were like Very one or two Joe lines. Season, yeah. Though, but um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's good that they got someone who can recapture the voice so well without also yeah. having to be white that that's good but it's it's also just like I you mean, know and, and we can say this about the other uh yeah. technically recast of like you should just kill this fucking show you should just kill it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no the- i mean we I, I think we have made our opinions kind of clear where it's like it's a good step but also like kind of sidestepping any actual issue that needs to be dealt with um, but yeah, I mean, he does a good job and it's like, it is cool that like they were able to just kind of see- find someone to seamlessly step in. Yeah, no, it, this is like when your friend has a car from 1995 or whatever, some like fucked up Volvo. And rather than just like sell the piece of shit before it gets anyone killed, he just keeps like taking it to the shop so it can drive like faster than 20 miles an hour. Like, this car is a fucking broken down piece of shit car from the 90s, and it needs to be put out of its misery before it just, before it kills someone. Exactly. But I will, I will say one thing that I can give Modern Family Guy credit for. I feel like Joe has gotten better over the past few seasons. Joe is, he's, uh, he's entertaining always. Yeah, no, Joe Um, is always a bright spot in the show. Uh, You know, Patrick Warburton, we sung praises of him last episode and say it again, he's one of the best voice actors alive. He puts in his oh, all yes. into everything he does. There is as much effort in he does in later seasons of Family Guy as he does in like Venture Brothers. He, you know, he does so much great work, and he's such a great asset for the show to have. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. I think what they get out of the gang, Cleve, or uh, uh, Quagmire, is a pretty solid season two i mean not like not like his best work like back in what season 10 or whatever but like he gets some legitimately enjoyable lines like he gets to be fussy quagmire but yeah yeah they they get good work out of like the mainstays it's it's just weird like how much they have pruned the the actual like cast of this thing down and also how much they're trying to force these new characters yeah and bringing back old ones too i mean you know bruce was gone for a while the gre- i mean just as eh. a joke but the greased up deaf guy showed up once oh yeah and they Marley brought back Matlin's they brought back yeah. a lot of old, like they brought back the phony guy yeah they brought back a lot of older yeah. characters this season just, as, the phone, just even for just one one-offs um right then to be fair they have done that a couple times with the phony guy and one-offs but yeah no they, you know what you know what it might be what it, it might be the because uh, this is a thing that uh that uh that i've heard people say about the simpsons when you know they make callbacks it's just they're watching the old episodes on dvd and are like oh hey remember that like they like it's just like yeah we should make a callback because i i, I watched that episode recently i mean and uh, th- this is in that like in that vein this is a pretty heavily callback season like one of the episodes even more so than coma guys like built all around like hey remember that joke back when we were like very funny and and it is like pretty stuffed with callbacks in a way that like most seasons of this show have not been like i'm thinking 
specifically of like the bringing back the Kool-Aid guy and I mean all the characters that we just said but like at least like I would say once every other episode there was like a hey remember this joke little like you know nudging you moment well Um, with the declining viewership I guess they just want to pander to like you know the core base that they have left so it's like if you look I mean Andy said yeah they got over a million views for each episode but like these numbers are some of the most depressing <laughs> numbers yeah. I've ever seen. I know. I, I meant that yeah. negatively. This is this is awful TV numbers. Yeah. yeah. And compared to like at its height, where it was getting like what, like at least eight million. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Yeah, eight. No. Yeah. You know. Now, like, to be fair, this show was fair, a cultural juggernaut twice. No. Right. Now, to be fair, all of TV has like Declining significantly sure. worse worse numbers. So this is not new. That's that I think is I. Like, I feel like a lot of us calling Family Guy out is just, like... Like, I feel like more than half of it's... Like, at least 60% of the declining audience is just people cutting cable. Is just people going... Right. I don't... I'm not watching TV anymore. Yeah, uh, here. You guys talk for a bit. I'm just going to look up uh, the viewership of The Masked Singer, you know, just off the top of my head. Um, yeah. You know, maybe... Sure. You know, see if it's comparative or anything. Cause, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, viewership for TV is declining uh, a lot for sure. And it's like if, if Family Guy, you know, this institution of, you know, of television, uh, you know, this literal, you know, one of the big next to Simpsons, probably the biggest, you know, animated series uh, to ever be be yeah yeah syndicated oh you you know at at its peak uh got 11 million so you know pretty pretty comparable um (laughs) you know pretty pretty comparable between this titan of the animation industry and you know the the guest the celebrity show is uh yeah tv's pretty much dying (laughs) good (laughs) uh yeah no it's it's rough and yeah. I look, I I enjoyed this season more than I should have and I thought it, I had fun with it and my surrender at the beginning of this episode was admitting that as bad as Family Guy is, I've gotten to a point where I can just glide over the really bad jokes and enjoy the good jokes for what they are. But look, I won't diverge from you too much. I won't defend the season. It's not no, it's, good. I, you know <laughs> what? I think outside of the actual merit of this there is a kind of joy that comes from like, oh, we have gotten through, you know, half a year of this project and now we are at like a, a stopping point. Like there is something celebratory about that. And I think I can see why you're coming at it from that way. You know, it's like yeah. it's like we're at the end of the end of a long road and, you know, we're just kind of sitting and relaxing. And yeah, there's there's joy to find in that. Also, well, also Family Guy is just a still like the one key thing I will give to it, even in like it's worst seasons except for maybe like the really really bad ones like 10 and 17 is that right. and 16 and 16 yeah is that yeah, it's a really and... it's a really watchable show still it's very oh it's consumable for sure yeah it's, it is it glides the along very show. easy i i watch i watch the show i turn my brain off for 20 minutes i can't really do that even for better shows so whatever props i can give props to that what were you gonna say andy i mean nothing really i mean it's just yeah, this show is easy to watch. It will always be easy. Oh, no, actually, I remember what I was going to say now. What I was going to say is, you know, as we're looking back on this, you know, momentous occasion and how much progress we've made over the past five months, I think it's important to ask ourselves one simple question, which is, what the fuck are we going to do in five months from now when we have to cover the rest of this season? Uh, <laughs> Just chill? I don't know. Because there's, there's probably not going to be much left to talk about. Yeah, it, it, that'll just be like a lo-fi uh it's you yeah know, 
<laughs> podcast to study to. Um, yeah, it is. It is an episode where we show up and be like, "Hey, yeah, it's that time again." It's an, it'll be nostalgic. It'll be like, "Hey, remember when we did Family Guy episodes?" It'll be the one episode that we smoke weed on. Yeah, it'll, no, that'll anyways, be our weed episode. Is that gonna do it for this first half? Do we have anything else to add? Yeah, we're f- not really. Yeah, it's um, it's what it is, and uh, it is what it is. <laughs> family Guy. You know what Thank you're Thank you for joining us on this little, on this journey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not done yet. We still I know, but I'm just episodes, saying. Yeah. That's a good way to cap off this, you know, this grappling with the, the there forest. Is, there is no, the we're almost yeah. out of, we're almost out of Family Guy to analyze. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, the that's good gonna thing do is for they're going to always be making more until we are dead and in the ground. Can't wait till they fucking cancel this show. They won't. All right. I think that's going to do it for the first half. You know, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to go through all nine of the episodes and just do like a little thoughts on all of them. Morning heat, summer stench, neat the black, the sky looks dead. Come on. And we're back. Uh, we're t- <laughs> okay. One more time. Okay, and we are back. Uh, what's going on, everyone? We are going to go through all of the episodes, episode by episode, and we are going to start with Stewie's first word. Yeah, Who wants um, to give a synopsis. So Stewie's first word. Stewie says fuck, and yeah, it, uh, Stewie says fuck in church. And uh, this one's not. This one's not very good. It's just like. No. It starts out okay. Uh, Peter with it's got a Peter with mustache beginning where he gets an eight ball and it gives good answers and then it explodes because yeah. he asks questions about Fox. It's like it's like a B tier Peter's mustache opening. Yeah. You know, Which it's like yeah. Still has its moments, obviously, but you know, it's not. Yeah. It's no brain damaged horse. Right. Of course. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, no. Then there's this big arc where Lois is like, oh, you know, we got to figure out what, um... Who taught Stewie how to say fuck? It was probably all the violence in movies and sex on TV. Yeah. And it was her all along. It's a weak episode. It was actually her. She... And you know what? You know what? This is just a pet peeve, but they spend so much fucking time on the Caillou jokes. And it's like, we get like, yeah, no one likes Caillou, but it's like, we all kind of got that out of our systems in like 2016. Like when, you know, just for, you know, random example, you were in high school and you made a band with your friends called Uncle Touching and the Diddlers, where all of your songs were about Caillou and beating up Caillou. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but, but Ty, as, as we've talked about repeatedly, the show is always for no, of course. By the time it is yeah. this game, it's it, it was just, and that's why I said it was a pet peeve because it's really like no different than normal. But it's just one of those things where it's like Caillou jokes were like I, you like like I don't know if it was just a specific thing with like my group of friends or whatever, but it was like a weekly thing. Like someone would be like, "What if you like kick the shit out of Caillou?" <laughs> but it's like it's like we like you guys are late to the game. But yeah, so anyway, yeah. um. Lois, because uh, she needs to de-stress by herself so that she doesn't swear in front, like a sailor in front of her kids. Uh, she goes to a uh, rehabilitation facility 
where she does like meditation and stuff. But it's like, you know what? Yeah. Swearing is how I deal with my anger. I'm fine. And then just goes back uh, to the house and then swears in front of Stewie. It's fine. My thing with this episode, they, they do an episode where the Griffins can understand Stewie and he talks. That's a big meta gotcha episode. And it's kind of a lazy plot. They, it's kind of a nothing plot. Yeah, th- uh, that is honestly kind of why I pushed back against your assertion that this is like the most meta episode or the most meta season ever is because they do a lot of that stuff where it's like they they like dig into like those, you know, the, those implications of the thing more than like any episode since probably, I mean, what, Coma Guy and then maybe before that, the 200th episode. But but they really like, they, they make gestures at like playing with that, but they don't really do anything with it ever. Like, it's just kind of a vehicle for more cutaways, really. Yeah. Um, I want to say yeah. that I did laugh at the ending where they uh, just do stunts at the end and then Peter just says, Yeah, yeah where we they're just like, we to... just forgot how to end these. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> also, I feel like an episode where Stewie talks, this is, you're putting it in the same season where Brian is shockingly underused is kind of wasted potential. I don't know. No, I think you are right on that. And that's why I think that a lot of the stuff in this season where they, you know, like, like make moves at that kind of end up falling flat, which we'll get to as we go on. Uh, so talented Mr. Stewie. Um, I forgot that this episode existed. Uh, it yeah. involves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Rupert belonged to Chris. It's the one point. where, yeah, Rupert breaks or Stewie breaks up with Rupert because he thinks that Rupert's cheating on him with. There is a lot of honestly. They did it a bit I before. I the there Oscar is... episode better. Sure. <laughs> it's... Wait, the one about the Oscars or the one... Or that, no, I no, no. The, okay. the one with the, about Stewie's previous Tesla yeah. Oscar. No, yeah, they do that well. Better. I think this one is notable in that th- this season is really... They really play up the Chris and Stewie pairing more so than I think really ever they before. Like, Which I don't have a problem with. I it's, it's a, yeah, I they, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. combination. Yeah, but it's this is like it's literally like they took Brian out of all the Brian and Stewie plots and just put Chris in there. Yeah, honestly, at this point, it's kind of an improvement. Yes, of course, but uh, yeah, no, we Seth Green is still having fun on this show, so I, I don't mind Chris and Stewie, and they I don't know they do have a little fun at the end when they have Stewie trying to kill Chris and they're debating you know talented Mr Ripley isn't a Hitchcock movie or whatever. Um, but yeah. yeah, I completely forgot this episode even existed until. Yeah, uh, it's. It, it is <laughs> done the most better. forgettable episode of the season, I think. Boys and Squirrels. Boys and Squirrels. Uh, this one's pretty funny. Uh, I, I, yeah. I kind of like this one. Uh, it starts with Peter getting a chainsaw, which isn't the, the best Peter mustache plot opening. But then what happens. It's better is, than the Ouija the... or the, the Magic Eat Ball. Yeah, but then what happens is is they uh they almost kill they a squirrel. They accidentally kill a squirrel. Yeah, and yeah. they have to, Chris and, uh, once again, Chris and Stewie, they have to nurse it back to health. And what's funny about this episode is that they actually do this pretty well where they turn them into, like, new parents that are really overbearing and obsessed with their kid. Yeah. And it is actually pretty funny. Uh, Stewie and Chris make, like, they both slot into those roles really well. And you know, then Stewie's kind of like the the overbearing mom. You know, Chris is kind of like the emotionally distant father. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then the Brian twist is up. that, yeah, Brian, Brian just straight up, up like <laughs> murders their squirrel son. And it's very jarring because yeah. they don't even talk to Brian about it at all. Like he just does yeah. it and then he's out of the episode. 
it's very, very weird that, like, it isn't a plot point of the episode, but the way they go with it is pretty funny, where they turn into, like, grieving parents and just start, like, throwing fits at each other all the time. Uh, they go to, like, couples therapy, and the couples therapist, like, takes sides and stuff. It, it's British. all... Like, yeah. yeah. The show is at its best in modern incarnations when it's vaguely incestuous, and it, yes. they do this pretty well. Family Guy, I was just saying, the Family Guy does love its incest, and it fits the show surprisingly well. Yeah. My, my, my only thing that I was going to bring to this was that I mean, one is that there's also the very forgettable B-plot where Peter just becomes tall because he gets his back, you know, stretched out. And the nagging wife uh, makes him tiny. Tells him to shrink back. But, yeah, the other thing is that... (laughs) Meh. But, no, the thing that I thought was interesting was that I I did not think that... Like, I I thought they were just kind of going through the motions of, like, like, you know, like, making fun of, you know, the kind of maudlin, oh, you know, our child, you know, like, uh, what was the movie where Ben Affleck taught baseball or whatever, or or coached basketball? Um, the the way back or whatever. Like, I mean, it definitely, it's clear that, like, they were trying to, you know, kind of pick on, like, stories in that very, you know, maudlin, like, like, I keep saying maudlin, but, you know, the very, the the very, like, you know, oh, our marriage is dissolving because, you know, some tragedy happened to our kid. And it's like, you know, isn't this a tearjerker? But I, I really think that they just kind of, like, like, they, they glide off all of the actual, like, stuff you could dig into that. And they kind of expect the joke to to carry itself just on the fact that, like, what, these two brothers are doing it? What the? They're not married. And I don't know. I'm glad it worked for you. It it, kinda, it bounced off for me. I don't know why. Mm. If we're doing nitpicky stuff, I'm going to I'm gonna say, uh, make a callback to earlier in the episode when I, and say that uh, I actually like the eight ball. Uh, the eight ball's fine. The chainsaw yeah. bit. Oh, oh, the eight-ball really? bit is better. I prefer yes. the chainsaw bit, actually, but nah. I mean, both were whatever. Again, uh, I, yeah. I liked the tall representation. Um, what can I say? We do be hitting our heads on things. Fucking lengthlet. Yeah. Um, Spencer, how tall are you? I always assumed you were like 5'10". What? No, I'm 6'3". Oh my god, wow. 6'1". Yeah. Six, six Big boy. I'm 5'8". I'm little. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. cutaway land. Cutaway land. Cut Every trans land. woman is 5'8". No, uh, cutaway <laughs> land... <laughs> No, most of them are like six foot. Trust me, too many of them are five eight. If more of them were six okay. foot, I would be even more of a chaser. Please cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm keeping it in. That's so, not getting cut. cut away, out. Yeah. yeah, absolutely cut- not. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You handed me. You handed me to that on a platter. That's the teaser. Uh, well, this no, is okay. A, we don't do teasers. Okay, cut away. Cut away land. land. Um, this is kind of wasted potential. I, I didn't. I uh, totally agree. Okay, I didn't dislike this episode. I liked it. It's fun, but. It is so much, could be so much better. Like when I saw the premise, I was like, yay, they're going to do like a cool sci-fi episode again. Um, Like uh, the reverse episode from season 11. Or at the very least, like it's going to get like appreciably meta, you know, like, oh, you know, they're going to, they're going to play with the mechanics of, of, you know, how the cutaway land works. But no, it's real. I mean. That, so the plot is basically, you know, the family goes to the beach, Peter and Lois try to get some alone time, but the kids keep interrupting them. So they, in frustration, set up a cutaway at the same time. They get teleported into, like, the world of cutaways, and they, you know, have a little vacation there before Lois tries, you know, tries to get back to the kids, but they accidentally bring the family into cutaway land, and they have to find out a way to escape. But really, what it, it cut, in, you think, like, you read that, and you, or you, you hear that, 
description you're like oh you know wow they're really gonna reckon with you know how this show uses cutaways and is you know basically built on the cutaway by this point but it, it really just serves as like a way for them to a just do cutaways with even less setup than normal and b just like point to past cutaways that were particularly funny and be like hey remember when we were good at making jokes yeah honestly now yeah. that i think about it the opening stretch where it was it's Lois and uh, Peter just trying to sneak away to have sex, and they just that was keep the best part of the episode. Just... Yeah, it is the best yeah. part of the episode. That is pretty funny. The, the dishwasher gag kind of got me. Yeah, um... the dishwasher gag's good. Um, the part where Peter hits Chris with an iPad is unexpected and kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I honestly, I really like the scene where Lois is like trying to find the trash can and it's like, cause honestly, kind of an ambitious shot for the show where it's like the over the shoulder shot of her walking into the, the background of just like, like a mile away trying to find this trash can. Yeah. I, I also want to say that of the cutaway stuff, the part that I enjoyed the most was definitely, you know, a lot of too much of the second half of this episode is them just doing old jokes again. And it's yeah. lame at first when they bring uh, back uh, the Joe answering machine song. No, that one, that Peter was the only good. That was the only good one. Well, no, it's lame when they do it at first, but then when Peter says like, "You should just say cut away Joe," and then he realizes, and then they hang up, and then they do. Joe does no, another one. The whole one. thing was great. No, the whole it, thing was great. All right, I'm calling Joe. Joe is on a vacation far away. You call them up to talk it over. <sighs> oh, yeah, this thing. So many things that you want to say. Leave your message when the beep is over. I don't want to miss your call tonight. Super long. I already missed your call tonight. Joe, pick up. Pick up, Joe. Hey, Joe. What's with these crooks on Wall Street? Oh my god, don't even get me started on those guys. Joe, shut up, no one cares. Just tell me, are you in the real world, or are you a cutaway? Uh, no, I'm at home. Why? Do you need me for a cutaway? Okay, good. Just making sure you're not cutaway Joe. Hey, you know, that should be your answering machine. Cutaway Joe to cotton-eyed Joe. Call me back in three minutes. Joe, we don't Call have- Call me back in three minutes. Three minutes later. I just called you, where did you go? Where did you run to, cutaway Joe? Hilarious. Okay. Damn, you're right. I am um, right. <laughs> no, that's what happens when you don't listen part. to Women's Center. Yeah, we believe women on this podcast. But no, I uh, I don't know. There's some good stuff in it, but it, it's... Yeah. If they did this the, if they did this plot in season 11, it would be one of the best episodes of the show. Uh, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Or, or honestly, just like, if they did it, yeah, like in any season where they actually like gave a shit about the show as like a product... Although I think it is, I think it is weird. Uh, I'm just gonna make a nitpick that I thought of when I was watching this, which is like I feel like this show is still operating, and I get that they have to do this for the the sake of the episode, where cutaways are an entire like in the uh, seasons like three and four sense of they reference a thing, but it feels like for the past like ten years, it's so much of it has been Peter or whatever is also a part of the cutaway, yeah. And it, 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 it's it's deliberately pretending the structure of the joke is different than it usually is. I think they actually make a a, a Peter and Lois cutaway joke before this, but whatever, it's fine. Well, I I thought I mean yes, they do do that, but I I thought that it at least like grappled with the fact where it's like I I thought the reason they got into cutaway land was because normally like they would be going into the cutaway, but if they're doing it both at the same time, it like yeah, 
So I, yeah, I, I guess that's fair. It is yeah. kind of, it is kind of, I think, uh, you need to suspend your disbelief a bit, but I, I think that it's not like completely out of left field, you know. I would never suspend my disbelief for Family Guy. <laughs> well, I mean, it you have to, or else you're, you'd be like, "Why? What the hell? These people are just drawings. Why do I care about them?" Yeah, La Familia Guy. La it's Famig- La Famiglia This is guy. the only good episode of the season. Uh, yeah, it's it's simultaneously one of the laziest ones and one of the best ones. Yeah. It's it's hard to do bad Italian well, jokes. Well, it's hard yes. to do, no, and I disagree. I it's very easy to do bad Italian jokes. Italian jokes are one of the most played out things in the world right now. And you do oh pasta, married, blah blah blah. Like it's not funny at all anymore. It's the most hack DSA comedian thing in the world. But yeah, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking uh, Italian Jeff Bezos. I'm yeah. I give this forty thousand to retweet. I mean, I know you're right, but at the same time, if you a uh, fucking like a good gabagool still gets me to chuckle. Well, so you know why I think this episode works. Uh, brief, I mean, brief plot. Beater it becomes the godfather to Joe's daughter, and basically takes that to mean like, oh, I'm in the mafia now, and becomes a mafioso. Um. I think this episode works in the way that the others didn't because I, I think there was enough material there for them to to build kind of the entire episode and like most of the jokes in the episode around like a single thematic concern in a way that they did not in the other episodes. Like what like for as many you know, a lot of the jokes yeah are like, you know, oh, the Godfather, oh, we watch the Sopranos, but but there is enough where it's like they can build most of the jokes around mob stuff in a way where it's like the plot is not just of secondary concern the way that it is in most of the episodes. Also, it's it's funny that the only real strong Brian episode this season involves uh, Peter and the gang repeatedly fucking murdering him. That's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the ending. Oh God, that is the one the one running gag I think this season that got me to laugh was just them them hitting Brian in different ways. Yeah, at the ending, I I didn't actually like those because it's just like movie references copy and pasted. But the the Fargo right. ending where where she like no, I don't care for mob movies. I have seen Fargo though, and she just knocks him into a wood chipper. Is really good. Well, it turns out being a mobster isn't for me. Well, I'm just happy you're home safe. Me too, Dad. Has anyone seen the rest of my white wine? Sorry, Lois, I drank that. Oh, that's fine, Brian. Hey, what do you say you and me go for a walk in the woods? You know what? This is kind of nice. I thought you were going to do some kind of godfather murder on me. Oh, Brian, I don't watch mafia movies, but I did see Fargo. Huh? That was the one that got me the least. I just like the idea where it's like, yeah, it, I don't know. There's That's something that they do with Brian a bit, and it, it always works more than you expect it to, where it's just Brian does, like, literally nothing, like, just a minor little, you know, social inconvenience, and they're like, oh, you're, you're fucking dead, buddy. Like, remember, remember in the, the classic literature episode where just every time it ended up with just, like, someone murdering Brian? He's like, come on, I got murdered in all of these. Like, yeah. The Wooly, I, I really uh, did like the, uh, when Simpsons did that 20 years ago with the, or 30 years ago with the uh, Willy Hat trip uh, from Treehouse of Horror 6. <laughs> yeah. Or um, 5, sorry. All right, Meg's wedding. Um, Weird. Meh. Weird. I don't yeah. know, I don't know, I do not get what this TV show's fascination lately is with making meg date 50 year old men it's very weird to me i don't i don't understand why why it's a well they keep returning to 
I guess they just want to give that's Meg gross stuff. and Meg is gross. Yeah, I mean, but they but they never really grapple with the fact that it's gross. They just kind of take it as a given. It like like the Seamus thing. Like they literally could have written that episode about a high school where nothing would have changed. Remember the one with the dollar? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And th- this one is like this. This one, I mean, yeah, it kind of relies on the fact that he's an older man. But like, if this was like with a twenty-five-year-old gay man, it would have been the exact same episode. You know, mm. it's it's I mean, very. It's yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's 18, so I guess it's not, like, technically illegal or whatever. But it's it's just very weird where they're, like, the only viable romantic interest for Meg is old men, but we're not going to make a thing out of it, you know? All right, Ty. You know what, you know what that means? It's time to cancel Family Eyes for getting <laughs> into some problematic age gaps. Age gaps. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, no, this is no, kind but of a... You, like, you, uh, do you see what I mean, kind of? Yeah. yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I think, like... It's an easy Meg plot that doesn't involve shitting on her. Like, isn't just shit on Meg. We've talked a bit about how they wanted to move away from, like, making her the punching bag, but they still have kept her gross recently. And I guess that gels with both giving her something to do. The difference is Meg can punch back more. Yeah. Yeah. And the recent tack they take with Meg that I I honestly think I really enjoy for her character and I enjoy it specifically, like, uh, significantly more than Sad Sack Meg is that Meg now is just kind of like a psycho. Like, she's just, like, unhinged and she's like... She is... She she, is arguably... She just, like, yeah, she just, like, kicks the shit out of herself all the time. And it's... You know what? I I would rather see that than like, oh, everyone hates Meg. You know? Yeah, no, the part that in that the is, yeah. in the recent episode where she just shouts Allahu Akbar and Peter's just mildly concerned is I really liked that. That was funny. Or when she well, just I, straight up uh she's like the one to murder Hitler. Like everyone's like, I don't want to murder Hitler and she's like, Yeah, he cried like a bitch. Like yeah, it's a good. it's a it's a fun character turn for a character who for a long time in the show did not get anything, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yep. All right. But this on. episode is just kind of boring. Yeah, this episode, uh, yeah. Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West kind of fucking pissed me off. Yeah. yeah um, it's not great. I I it's I mean it's whatever, but it's it's yeah. yeah it's kind of rough. I would have preferred it if they just had a like you know what I think I I, I would have wanted? Just have Sam Elliott be there. That's, I think, the thing that, that bought, is that they had to make a big deal out of it. They had to call attention to the fact that they have a new mayor. And it right. just does not... It's not the same. It is not the fucking same. Because that's the big difference. I, I get they're trying to do something different. They're getting an older celebrity to do... And, and that kind of works. But the reason why Adam West worked was because he was the king of the family guy cutaway. He is the character you cut to, and he's always got something likable to say. Like, it's just, it's just, she's, yeah. I don't know, man. No, it, it definitely feels like they're trying to, like, push him in a way that they never had to do with Adam West. Like, it, it, and especially the fact that he's playing a character and, yeah, not just, like, playing Sam Elliott. Like, yeah, that's also the thing. Yeah. Why can't he just be fucking Sam Elliott? Yeah. Everyone yeah. would be happier if he was just Sam Elliott. I but gotta say. just call him Sam Elliott next season? I gotta say. If he's still mayor. Um. I preferred Sam Elliott when he was just guest starring on the show as himself the first time. Like when he just did some voiceover stuff. I thought it was a lot funnier. Here they're like trying way too hard to make him a godlike figure. And they're doing Chuck Norris. Yeah, the episode feels very Reddit. You know? Yes. Yes, it does. 
He's got like the mustache pets and stuff. It's very, yeah. very Reddit. Uh, like they're they're a step away from being like, oh man, he eats fucking bacon. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I didn't hate this episode. <laughs> we... It didn't piss me off. And I, I get yeah. what they were trying to do. They were trying to like, you know, sensitively replace Adam West, but it's unnecessary and I mean it's it's not even that it's that like it, it made me mad. It's just more of just like this is the best you got? Okay. Yeah, it's Oh, also speaking of of pissing me off, Pawtucket Pat. Uh, Wait, hold on. Back can, to... can I say oh, sorry, can I say one finish. more thing about sure, this sure, episode? Sorry. Because at the beginning, and I'm honestly kind of surprised they did not go this way because it really felt like like that's what they were setting it up for. It really felt like at the end the librarian was going to become the mayor and this was this entire thing was just the Elizabeth Warren episode. Um <laughs> You know, mm. where it's like, oh, you know, these these dude bros couldn't accept a smart woman, you know, because I mean, it is a Hillary. So, it is a Hillary. Well, episode, I know, of. but it's it is a Hillary episode. But also, like, they wrote it in 2019, where it's like, even if these people are still Hillary dead enders, like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, like, build a whole episode around that. But I mean, and and what is Elizabeth Warren, if not, you know, a vessel or, or was, I guess, if not a vessel for. Uh, uh, frustrated former Hillary voters to put their uh, put all of their anxieties for the next election on until she you know bombed because no one liked her. Um, but I it real I really at the beginning I'm like oh my god they had like some they, they had some you know wine you know weepy <laughs> some weepy you know fifty year old <laughs> trying to get pussy online guy come on and be like well they're bullying my presidential candidate. There's also a they fucking... wrote it like in the in the midst of primary season, right? Like they wrote uh, it like, yeah. like what, late 2019 or whatever. Yeah, probably. Maybe a little early than that. Yeah. I want to yeah. say also, um, something weird is that they have another reference in this season to capitalism being bad. That's the second one I've yeah. seen in Family well, Guy. What's a throwaway? Yeah. Yeah, it's a throwaway. I mean, but what's going on here, guys? Is there someone in the writing well, room who's? <laughs> so. I mean, not to, again, not to make this too political. I mean, this is a dumb fucking show, but I mean, we all do kind of have political ideals. And I, I think that there is, and there has been for a while, but like it is, this is probably the strongest it's been in a while where, where the idea of like, yeah, people can recognize that like capitalism is flawed and even like lean towards like lean towards you know even if they're on like the liberal side of things be like you know well we need to at least reform this but it, it's kind of like it it feels very like it feels like the idea of like being anti-capitalist has been completely co-opted by like everybody who wants to you know pretend like money in politics is like what is causing everything bad that happens oh, and, and it's like yeah. there's really no like they, they can't um there, there is no sense of degree for it's like, you know, the idea of like capitalism or like, you know, the specific capitalist state that we are living in is like making me kind of upset and like legitimately like having an actual critique of the system, like from a leftist perspective, you know, I, I just, feel like they're kind well, of in that former camp. They are, but it's still, yeah. whenever it happens, I was just saying, whenever it happens on Family Guy, it kind of catches me off guard. Well, it's not to, I mean, not whatever. This is a dumb fucking comparison it's that kind of like you know my brother my brother and me thing where it's like yeah they are you know they they and whatever you guys might not know them that well but it's like they are you know very nominally you know anti-capitalist you know they they recognize that there's something wrong with it but it's like they are still selling all the casper mattresses and stuff like it's not like they have any actual like you know ideology to that to build any like off of that mm. um anyways uh, let's go to uh pawtucket pat 
Um, they do a statue removal episode, uh, kind of ahead of yeah. the curve here. This was pre- Not uh, just a statue removal episode, not just a statue, but also, but also, Family Guy touching, it's, can we just say, uh, worst issues, the episode they are, the issue they are worst on, which is, uh, America, white America's treatment of Native Americans, um, returning just, that, that gem as well. Yeah, they just glide over it. <laughs> Yeah, no, but they did the statue removal stuff, and not only did they do it, they did it a little before, uh, what is it, <laughs> a little before yeah, the George Floyd like protest. Actual- well, product- Well, I mean, I feel like statue stuff has been, like, a thing. Like, yes, obviously this it's summer- It's been a thing a for a while, but bit. it blew up again this summer. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Well, yeah, well, but I do think, I think Andy's right in that they kind of caught the earlier wave, where maybe it wasn't as big, but, like, it definitely was, like- a movement to a degree in 2019 and i think they were kind of reacting to that more so than you know predicting it they got lucky yeah not really to give them any any big brain takes but um i like the idea of brian being a hacked buzzfeed writer that fits him (laughs) yeah i i also i like the uh creepy uh archivist I like yeah, I like you him. Like the Gargamel looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah the dude who's funny. like, let's go to the normal person who uh, runs the town archive, small town archive, and he's just a vampire. That is, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I also really liked at the end when they were talking about, you know, what movies exist where a left wing person gets more right wing attitudes, and then he just pops up and says, Metropolis. Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Yeah, yes. I like that a lot. I would I would be happy with him popping up more. No, I think, I don't know what else you could do with them. Uh, yeah, other than that, though, it, it is, I mean, it is interesting as, like, a cultural artifact, the fact that they were able to, like, kind of guess their way into being relevant. Yeah. Um, by the way, did they, you guys handle- notice earlier, or earlier in the, I think in the cutaway episode where the, the single mentioned the season of coronavirus, uh, which probably yeah, was ADR well, I mean, at the end. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't catch your uh, eggs before they hatch. No, but I mean, of what? the, of the currently out episodes where it's yeah, like the pancake true. doctor guy and he's like, uh, the nurse is just like, sir, these are pancakes. They're not people. We need the rest of this ring wing for Corona where it, it, it was like the most shoved in feeling line of the entire season. I also uh, I'm surprised say, um, they did not do more for Corona. I'll give they them do, that. They do a lot of, uh, speaking of prediction stuff, I forgot to mention this in the first half, but they have a ton of jokes this season where they just have like subtitles explaining the joke. And a lot of it is based on predictions. Like in the first half, they just said, wow, I can't believe Donald Trump went to prison. And then they have the subtitle that pops oh, up and yeah. says, we wrote, we this, wrote in this in 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's that's not my favorite thing they've ever done to say the least it's pretty dire honestly <laughs> all right paul tucket pat uh, is done though uh it's kind of an interesting episode yeah uh i i do think that it felt a little forced making like m- making peter explicitly like the voice of reaction because that's really he's like dabbled with that a bit but i think it's kind of like the homer thing where it's like he doesn't really give a shit about like that political side of anything and it, it feels kind of weird that like he's spearheading this movement like even even if it's just yeah like he literally just becomes like a a mega guy and it's like i don't think like i don't think peter griffin votes you know i also want to say that he becomes more reactionary this season and they do have a joke that i that did kind of fake me out a bit where um you know it's in the next episode where they're arranging the manger and they have like a they them drummer boy and then chris is chris is just like dad why are you so upset all all about all of this and then peter just got i don't like the way the things are now i'm white um so i i was i was pleasantly surprised it wasn't just an old man shaking at cloud thing anymore 
but <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I don't know. It it just it feels and this this is such a ridiculous thing to say about Family Guy, but it it does feel out of character for fam like for Peter in a way that like even their normal breaches of character don't, you know. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I the only part of it that I really kind of went, come on, man, was when they started chanting "Juice will not replace us" in it. That was just like, oh yeah, it was like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that they and I also did stuff. Yeah, with... you know, yeah, you know who did that joke before you? Fucking sausage party. They also have a what is it? The uh, like stuff with like a big reckoning with indigenous people at the end, and it's like, wait a minute, yeah. we should probably be talking about these people first. And I guess it's the best the show's ever been about indigenous people. Yeah, that's that. That is yeah. the. Japan depressing thing isn't we it we should be it, talking about the these best. people first which is why we built a whole 20 minutes of episode before we even mention it yeah no i mean say what you will about south park but like even in like the 90s when they were doing episodes about indigenous people although their rainforest episode is like the most disgustingly racist thing you will ever see but yeah. the uh when they were doing stuff with at least native americans they usually would at least structure the episodes around the natives themselves and not just like kind of shoving them in at the last moment i mean what whatever like it, it's all it's also kind of like yeah obviously that should be like what who like they they should be the people leading the conversation but it's also like most mostly i just think it's annoying that like they they like they wink at the fact you know yeah no absolutely like i i think it's either like either actually grapple with it or just kind of like don't remind us of it like it's like you're, you're trying you're trying to take the middle road and you're failing on both counts i don't know uh, anyway do want to talk about the christmas episode or i just want to say that i actually really loved the christmas episode <laughs> pretty best uh i liked la familia guy this was one of the highlights of the season i will admit yeah it uh yeah i know i had a big fuck off grin on my face for the whole thing i love lois as the grinch i love the structure of the episode like pretty much I think all they could have done more with the grinch stuff but sorry i totally interrupted you yeah, um, no, I mean, I I'm glad they kept it to a minimum because, like, the Grinch is so iconic that, like, there's only so much you can... And it's already been parodied so many times that... Right. I don't know, just seeing Lois doing the Grinch smile was horrifying enough, but... That was, uh, I think, yeah, the one good... The, like, the one the one thing where they actually, like, took it to a place... That and the heart three sizes too big, which is, like, a hack joke, but it's, like... I mean, it's always fun to see where it's, like, oh, yeah, wouldn't that actually kill someone if their heart grew three sizes? <laughs> but yeah. they actually, like, go through with it, which is, like, whatever, further than that joke usually goes. Um, can, yeah. can I say something really embarrassing? Go. So I'm on, like, my... I think, like, fourth and a half month of HRT... <laughs> and um i'm getting to the point where like i i'm becoming very emotional uh over over things and when they're giving lois the notes i almost i like felt tears in my eye it is a really sweet start, scene i didn't start crying but like when they, when there was like oh you know we love you you know you make this christmas special and we appreciate i'm like oh <laughs> they they do have it is a it is actually a pretty sweet scene I don't know. Yeah. I think they do a similar thing like with uh, Road to the North, North Pole where they like they do have some sentiment. And for whatever yeah. reason, maybe I'm just more susceptible to Christmas stuff besides Christmas music. I hate Christmas music, but like Christmas specials or whatever. And that kind of sentimentality there. I, I, I It did no, kind of work I, for me. 
I do think it's more normal. I mean, normally when Family Guy does these four sentimental endings, we we kind of roll our eyes. But this is the one where, and it might just be because it's in the context of like a Christmas special where those emotions are kind of heightened or heightened. It, it, it is the kind of one where it's like, oh, you kind of earned this, especially because the whole thing is about, you know, Lois's, uh, you know, Lois's journey through Christmas appreciation or whatever the hell. But this is the, I mean, yeah, it kind of hit. And I think. I I think like it might not be because it's a Christmas special, but I think Christmas specials have like a higher ceiling for that kind of thing, or maybe a like a higher floor for that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just a funny episode, you know. Again, I enjoyed the little drummer they them joke. <laughs> All right, time to put up the 2020 Christmas decorations. First, ethnically accurate Jesus goes right here next to Father Mary and Mother Josephine, followed closely by the three genderless wise people on their bird scooters, Tig Nataro for some reason, and of course the little drummer them. Because God forbid we call a boy a boy. Dad, what are you saying? I don't like what the world is. I'm white. When's it gonna be our turn? I, I don't know. It, it's just kind of a nice little episode, and uh, I think it. Yeah left me higher on the season than I should have been because going through it again, I was like, oh yeah, these episodes weren't that great. But like, I like this one and it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's proof that when they get their shit together, they can at least do a decent episode of TV. Yes. I think that that is a very fair assessment of it. That's a, that's a good assessment of family guy overall. Honestly, when they get their shit together, they can be pretty good. Yeah. Problem is they usually don't. Nope. (laughs) They are not very good at getting their shit together. Not even a little. Folks, uh, that's gonna do it. That's been, that's been, goddamn, nineteen and a half seasons or eighteen and a half seasons of fucking Family Guy. Um, Woo! Yeah, we're finally done yeah. until the summer where we, are we the conquering heroes. We have been through well over two hundred episodes, three hundred and fifty fucking episodes of Family Guy. Oh my god! Um, no, over three hundred fifty. Jesus, that's insane. Uh, yeah, yeah th- like 350. You, okay. 360 you know about, yeah. La- we're going over the last season now. Let's put money on it. Will Family Guy make it to 500 episodes? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends on the next season, I think. If Seth sticks around for the next season, then they're going to 500. Yeah, that that I think that that is a good way to put it. If like unless Seth completely jumps ship, I would be willing to put money on saying that this show goes as long as TV goes. Yeah, and until well, yeah. Seth is working on other stuff, so he might jump ship. Yeah. But it's possible he just doesn't. This is a really it's easy been, paycheck yeah. for him. It's yeah. He literally just has to come into the booth, do voices he's been doing for twenty years, and just hit his marks. I I don't know. Like I think it would have to be a conscious choice for him to be like, we're done with this. I don't think that he would just give it up because it's like too hard or whatever. Yeah, but um, no, I could totally see this getting to five hundred episodes. Um, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's never going to go past The Simpsons, though. The Simpsons is just going to keep just shambling along forever. How, okay, uh, you know, this is a question that I've also heard people ask. Will it take a, 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 a one of the original Simpson voice actors dying to cancel the show, or will it need more of them? More. Fuck, that's depressing. <laughs> I honestly think that, like, the only way cast deaths could cause The Simpsons to end would be, like, if they were all in a bus together and the bus blew up then they would retire it out of respect. But like if Dan Castellaneta died, I think they would just get someone to replace him at this point. Fuck. I don't want to hear that. That's God. No, I mean, yeah. Like, sorry. Has the Simpsons been like very respectful to it? No, it's good seasons up until now. 
But I, but, but, yeah. like, you know what that means, right? That means The Simpsons will literally never end. We will die before the show ends. Yeah, as long yeah. as Simpsons makes money, they were going to keep it going. Like, that's bad. As long as it's no. even value, it doesn't even need yeah. to make money. It just needs to help, like, the animation domination block and give it yeah. value. That's it. Yeah. It is literally like a lost leader. It's, it's like, it doesn't make money anymore, but it's just good for animation domination branding and good for Fox. That's it. Yeah, like, it, and it just you kind of have to know that. deep in your heart that, like, Simpsons is going to keep going for literally, like, as long as it physically can. And that's horrifying. But, yeah. I they mean, all, it's, anyway. It's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, that is, I mean, well, look at look at how much, whatever. This is a whole other discussion that we don't need at, you know, hour, yeah, no, we do hour not. five I, of this but, episode. But, but, I, but, I, but I also want to say one more thing. Um, this is probably going to be the last main episode of 2020. Um, uh, yeah, probably. Because yeah. uh, I know for a fact we're taking the next week off. No, we all have one more. It's... We'll have our uh, we'll have our oh, the wrap up episode on the twenty eighth. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. The the point is we're not. This is the first week in yeah. God no, this knows is... how long seven where there will months? not be a new yeah. main episode next week. I think not even like a replacement. Months. Not yeah. No, no, always sunny. Just done. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No. So uh, yeah, no, uh, folks. Um, this should be out on, I guess, yeah, this will be Saturday. out on the Saturday yeah. for patrons, Sunday for yeah. regular so, subscribers. Yeah, no, that's going to do it. Uh, this was a, I don't know, this was a fun journey. Uh, join us when we yeah. kind of close out uh, this era of the show. Not next week, but the week after. We're uh, taking a little break for Christmas time. Yeah. and um, Spending time with our family. Yeah. Uh, even more time with our family. That's all I've been doing for the past few months. <laughs> yeah, for the past year. <laughs> no, um, but we're taking a break for Christmas, and then we'll come back, and um, we'll we'll give you our thoughts on the show as a whole, and then we're going to be doing something fun um, in 2021 to start yeah. out. We're doing so, our own uh, list month, where we are doing a bunch of episodes where we count down our favorite Family Guy episodes, our least favorite Family Guy episodes. We're going to rank all the seasons. We might we're even do like our, our favorite, favorite jokes. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and no, then, that's going to be And fun. then after that, I mean, fuck. We're on to American fuck, Dad. Fuck, we'll have to... We'll have to give it up. February's going to be scary, folks, but uh, we'll make yeah. it there. Yeah, no. We're going to figure... We're going to make our way through it with your help. Yeah, no, but thank you so much for listening. I've said this before a bunch of times on the show, but when I did this stupid fucking podcast, I genuinely expected, like, to get 20 listeners or whatever and just have it be, like, some thing I banged out. And the fact that we even get, like, four to 500, if not more, is genuinely really, really impressive to me. So, yeah. Yeah, if you if you listen to this podcast, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, on, um, honestly, If you give us money off of this astounding. podcast, thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, genuinely. Uh, it means a lot. It's really cool that this has gone as far as it has, and, uh... You know, it means a lot to all of us. So thank you all. Merry Christmas. And um, that is, this has been those good old fashioned values. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Happy winter solstice. (laughs) And a happy new year. Bye. Jessica Beale and Megan Fox wearing nothing but their socks is all I really want for Christmas this year. Well, that's just not practical. Spending a week in Mexico with some black eyes and some blow is all I really want for Christmas this year. Ah, oh, that sounds terrific. How about you, kids? I would like a pair of skates, then I'd go out skating, but I really don't know how to skate. <laughs> I want a Lexus all in pink, and a dad who doesn't drink. Oh, and that reminds me, 12 kegs of beer.
All these happy wishes and lots of Christmas cheer is all I really want this year. Santa's got his work cut out for him. Oh, we ain't even gotten started yet. Sorry about my chair. It's probably the worst I've ever yeah, been. Oh, so sorry, was your chair making noise? <laughs> I didn't notice. All right, all right. Um, all right. You got, so, like, a I thought that was my chair, honestly. What'd you say? You got, all like, right, a so water bottle full of MF rocks. rocks. We're just going to do the episodes in order, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's do it, then. Andy's chair is made out of, like, firecrackers. And he sets it off at the beginning of every record. He has to build Sorry, a new man. one from scratch every week. I just cannot get comfortable. Uh, anyway. Andy, Andy's got fucking, like, dust on his chair. And he, like, inhales it every time so he can cough. And then he takes a drink of water out of his water bottle that's filled with rocks. <laughs> and, and yeah, Andy, Andy, Andy takes a sip out of his water bottle, and then he spills it, and his entire chair is made out of pop rocks. So it's look, look, for the does, next hour. D- d- does Virgil get this kind of shit from Chris? I don't know. I don't who think gives so. He's got like he's got like they're, soda. they're their own thing. He, he's got like fucking his, car, his thing is made out of his chair's made out of sodium, and he pours <laughs> water on it, and it blows up every time. Andy's chair is made. I don't know how, but Andy's chair is made out of car crashes. <laughs> yeah, Andy's chair makes ambient noise that changes volumes. <laughs> Andy has a second microphone that he hooks up to his chair. Yeah. Andy does, like, sound design for his chair. He has a sound desire to get authentic squeaking noises. Andy's all chair has its own laptop that it records on Destiny on. Andy's, laptop, Andy's chair is gaming while Andy records this. <laughs> All right. If you're not gonna put this in the fucking episode, oh, I, this, is gonna, this is gonna be what I'm putting at the end. Yeah. Okay. okay. And, <laughs> and we're Are back. We All right. Yeah, we're back. Uh, check out the end of the episode. Anyways, um, shut up. Start it. Start it real. Come on. <laughs>